Welcome to our Advent podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. We'll start by getting situated so that we're comfortable. I invite you to take a few deep breaths and just slow yourself down a little as I read a variation of a prayer of St. Patrick to shift our focus. I breathe in peace as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness, witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. Now let's spend about one minute using part of this prayer as a breath prayer. This is probably getting familiar to you by now. So on the in-breath, we'll say, I breathe in peace. And on the out-breath, as I stand today. I breathe in peace as I stand today. Go ahead. Now we'll move on to our petitionary prayer. Today we'll pray that God's peace will rest on our loved ones. So you can start by praying something like, May the peace of God rest on, and then insert the names of your loved ones as they come to mind. Let's take about 30 to 40 seconds of silence to pray this way. Go ahead. And now we'll have our story from the Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the cottontail rabbit. Nose pressed to the cold glass, I squint through the grainy gray dusk filling up our backyard already at five o'clock. A lump breaks from the thickening dark and hops, then again and twice more, to a scraggly buckthorn with a few green leaves and stretches up. Every evening I watch for this eastern cottontail. She lives, I think, deep inside the brush pile at the edge of the narrow woods. Late summer and fall I saw her more often, and earlier, before the sun had fully set, her gray-brown coat pieced seamlessly into the pattern of tree trunks, underbrush, and weeds. She would eat almost anything green, then pause, settling into herself, into her surroundings, tucked and compact the picture of contemplation. Dozens of times I tried to creep close to sit with her, to soak up her peace, only to have her bolt 
bursting from rest to a zigzagging dash in less than a heartbeat. That lightning bolt dash is now her one defense. Where once she blended into the ground cover, she now stands out in any light like a cork in a pool of milk. In the snow, her feet leave neat pointers to her hiding place, and her many predators, who are as hungry as she, are watching. She takes precautions. She doesn't venture out until the dusk is as dark as her coat. If snow has fallen, before she looks for twigs or bark to gnaw, she first packs down the fluff and powder on trails she's made from her door to nearby cover. Even an inch of snow bogs her bolt. Keen escape artist that she is, she keeps three or four trails, alternates routes, groomed for fast getaway. When she's packed the trails and tested them for speed, she'll slip back into her resting place. Just a shallow hollow she's scraped in the ground beneath the brush pile or a tangled thicket or the tent of a young spruce tree. She could dig a burrow to hide underground. She's got the feet for it. She'd be warmer there and trapped. No space for a zigzag dash. Does a hole in the ground feel to her like a grave? She chooses instead a brushy hermitage above ground and there draws herself in, concentrating all her warmth inward. It will be warmth enough, mostly. A few of winter's sharpest days will force her to crawl underground into an abandoned skunk or woodchuck den, barely in. She'll huddle near the exit, alert, waiting for the first gentling of the cold. More than the hole's warmth, she wants space to leap and bound away. In exchange for space to artfully dodge the hunters that pursue her, she must be still, very still, when she can. She must shelter herself, warm herself. She's practicing now. Beneath the buckthorn, she's gathered herself, ears laid against her head, settled on the fine first snow. Utterly still, she is utterly alert. In her stillness is her leap. So in the story, the author talks about the alertness of the cottontail as it waits for safety. And that made me think of when the Bible tells us to wait on the Lord. Uh, the word that's used for wait is one that usually means actively waiting, like waiting expectantly for something to happen. So I thought we'd take a minute here to meditate on what it means or what it feels like to wait expectantly for God to show up in our lives, even if that wait time feels long. Go ahead. And now our benediction. Go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone.